Now is the time to bring new ideas to your industry. And T-Mobile for Business has the advanced 5G solutions to make that happen. We're helping rethink patient-doctor interactions with real-time data sharing. We're tracking carbon with 5G sensors to help fight climate change. We're partnering with cities to connect roadways, cars, and drivers to minimize injuries. Disruptive thinking deserves a disruptive partner. So let's get started on what's next for your business. Step up your innovation at T-Mobile.com slash now. You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello folks, welcome back to Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host Sashin and today I invited Abhishek Kumar, founder at Sahaj Money to talk about the dangers of investing in alternative investment funds. Abhishek takes us through the various kinds of AIFs available in the market and by the end of this episode, you will realize why he doesn't recommend investing in AIFs despite its growing popularity. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Abhishek, thank you for coming to the Why Not Mint Money show. Uh, how are you doing? I'm all doing good. I hope you had time to enjoy your weekend. I did. So I hope you you also did the same. Yes, yes. Uh, it 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 was a rainy weekend. I think in Delhi also and in Mumbai also it was raining the whole time. So, yeah, I was stuck to books and uh, movies. Nothing much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same here. Same here. Uh, was looking forward to watch Open Armor, but all this it was all sold out. Probably this week I'll look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Even I wanted to watch that movie, but instead, you know, I ended up watching Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> good going good going so uh, abhishek uh, i wanted to talk you know about uh, this emerging uh, investments called alternative investment funds so for our viewers can you uh, simplify it how is it different from a mutual fund you know sure so uh, you know about this term or might have come across this term hedge fund a lot right in your line of work uh, so when sebi uh, brought in regulation in india uh there were mutual fund which is which works in a let's say a kind of a trustee uh based setup where there is an amc company there is a trustee and there is an operating company which uh let's say take money from unit holders and put that to use to invest into different kind of assets for which they were formed uh the these are very highly regulated have a lot of uh, limitation in regard to the kind of charges they can uh charge to the unit holders uh and then there were a lot of because of the opening of the economy there were a lot of demand for alternative form of investment apart from regular bank fixed deposit then came sebis with their uh regulation for mutual fund uh, and all uh, so there were uh, there were certain set of high net worth individual or clients who were looking forward to have more let's say exposure or uh, exposure to uh, investment which do not had these kind of limitation and they were looking for upsides as well uh, so sebi did this regulation uh, called alternative uh, investment fund where they primarily created three types of category of fund and one of them is essentially a pure hedge funds there are other two forms which are not purely hedge funds so hedge funds are some some funds who can take uh, let's say leverage or uh, use loan to invest 
uh, whereas other types of funds are not allowed to do so so these are the primary three type of category of uh, let's say investment which form part of aif okay abhi so abhi say you are saying uh, ai aifs are of three types category 1 category 2 and category 3 right so uh, can we go through it briefly one by one and maybe you can point out which is the one uh, which is you know very popular with and uh, hni investors so can we start with category 1 just briefly what it means and uh, why people want to in, in invest in each of the categories yeah so category 1 uh, fund session is uh, the type of fund which primarily takes exposure in uh, let's say venture capital or early startup uh, kind of companies uh, they do not necessarily uh, that's so these type of uh, let's say uh, investments are constitute part of category 1 fund so people who want to take exposure into let's say early startups uh, and all uh, they use category 1 fund so they are not that popular in general hni uh, let's say uh, in terms of volume of money which flows into it the more popular one is category 2 funds uh, which is <laughs> someone to say that what is not category 1 and what is not category 3 uh, comes part of uh, category 2 so everything uh, which is not part of the previous two one uh, come, comes part of category 2 so anything uh, related to let's say investment into real estate sector fund so those are part of category 2 something which is investing in edtech or education uh, sector comes part of uh, category 2 so and there are a lot of uh, let's say uh, demand for this kind of exposure so a lot of category 2 fund got launched for this reason a uh, category 3 uh, fund as i mentioned before is primarily for hedge fund which takes exposure it takes leverage to invest and generate the returns uh, so category fund uh, one type of fund as i mentioned is primarily for early startups and those kind of investments venture capital funds got it got it uh, so for our viewers um, category 1 is uh, mostly venture capital and investing in early stage startup and stuff and uh, category 3 is uh, more on the market linked uh, products right uh, like the hedge fund and yeah and category 2 is uh, comprises of investment which is uh, which doesn't come under category 1 and category 2 so th- this would be uh, mostly real estate fund but abhishek i think uh, you mentioned that category 2 is you know very popular amongst hni investor so why is that the case so the reason is i mean ketchanais uh, are short of time right so they have this relationship with their bank relationship managers or through distributors and uh, so uh, and these funds uh, are kind of funds which uh, get sold a lot on promise right uh, so not many people are willing to take let's say exposure which let's a hedge fund wants to take through leverage and not many people are open to let's say invest in early startups so and then these hnis when they wanted to explore alternative investment category funds category 2 funds specifically uh, which had lot of exposure into i mean new age sectors like <coughs> education and real estate uh, came up uh, why in particular this got sold uh, i believe due to, due to the distribution channel there's there's no particular demand from category uh, for two category 2 fund from hni it just that it was made available to them through their regular uh, relationship managers and all i believe so uh, 
अभिषेक वाई वाई इज डेट द केस यू आर सेंग दिस दिस ए आई एफ प्रोडक्ट डू नॉट हैव डिमांड इन हेरिनली बाई दे ओन बट दि बैंक रिलेशनशिप मैनेजर इज द वन हू इज यू नो पुशिंग पुशिंग दैम टू दिच एन आई क्लाइंट सो वाई डोंट दे जस्ट यू नो सेल म्यूचुअल फंड और पी एम एस वाई वाई डू दे गो फॉर ए आई एफ एंड वाई वाई दस सेबी थिंग ए आई एफ इज नॉट फॉर यू नो नॉर्मल इन्वेस्टर बट इट शुड बी ओन ओनली फॉर द रिच पीपल सो वाई दे दी या सो एज यू अंडरस्टैंड दीज अल्टरनेटिव फंड इन्वेस्टमेंट फंड क्वाइट रिस्की इन देर नेचर uh because uh, they are not that well regulated and there is uh, sebi although has some oversight but it's not that rigorous as compared to what is there in case of let's say mutual fund uh, so i believe that is one of the case uh, so and then because there are less limitation on kind of charges these fund can charge to the end investor uh, they have a lot of flexibility in terms of commissions that they do out to the distributor or the relationship manager who are is selling that product to you and then there is a lot of uh, let's say uh, flexibility in terms of the kind of fees they can also charge to the investor so it's a mix of all like in mutual fund you understand right sebi impose limitation based on the fund size uh, they they can they can't go beyond a certain percentage point in terms of total expense ratio what they charge to the unit holders so for this very reason uh, uh, both pms as well as af came about pms have their own uh let's say there's still a more amount of regulation as compared to aif so in that order if you rank uh pms uh and let's say mutual fund have more regulation or limitation in terms of what kind of charges they uh, charge to end customer or clients pms comes down the list and then the bottom of the list in terms of least amount of oversight comes to aif in that regard so uh, what creates incentive is uh, no limit on commission as such uh, up to a point uh, few months back there was no limit as such right now sebi came up with something like they can't charge trail commission and all that uh, so that is still work in progress so for this very reason i believe that uh, it got popular among the let's say chennai because the as i mentioned that the regular channel distribution channel was working towards that selling them that story Yeah, so uh, Abhishek, this sounds a little risky for the investor, right? So, uh, Abhishek, you are saying that uh, because mutual fund has a cap on how much the distributor can charge to the end end customers, uh, uh, but in the case of PMS and AIF, there is a lot of flexibility, and distributors can charge higher uh, amounts of money from the inv- investor. So. they have uh, an incentive to push the aifs and pms product but abhishek like uh, i would like to change this uh, a bit sachin uh, sorry if i yeah, yeah. came out wrong the distribution doesn't have that flexibility the product maker uh, the uh, let's say uh, the uh, pms provider or the af uh, provider they have this flexibility to incentivize the distributor by giving higher commission so uh, sorry if i came out wrongly the distributor the distributor doesn't decide that commission too often it's the product provider who does that sorry yeah yeah that's right that's right so the uh, uh, amc company decide on the commission and based on that you mean to say distributors work accordingly right so naturally yeah, so they are more incentivized yeah, yeah naturally true. the product uh, providing higher uh, commission they would tend to uh, you know go for uh, those kind of products 
बट अभिषेक जस्ट वॉन्ट इफ दिस वुड क्रिएट अ काइंड ऑफ कॉन्फ्लिक ऑफ इंटरेस्ट यू नो पीपल हु हैव मनी बट डू नॉट नेसेसरीली अंडरस्टैंड द इंट्रिकेसिस एंड कॉम्प्लेक्सिटी ऑफ ऑल दिस प्रोडक्ट हैव यू सीन एनी इंस्टेंसेस वेयर पीपल यू नो बॉट ए आई एफ बिकॉज ऑफ a different understanding they had and uh, it turned out uh, not so good so has there been any uh, instances like that i had multiple instances of same uh, so see the the th- thesis which sebi is working on is that hnis which let's say have a minimum corpus of investment of 1 cr ki they can invest in ai right so but they uh, they believe that just because the ticket size is high they are knowledgeable about what kind of risk they are getting into that might not be necessarily the case because re- recent past and in past decade there are a lot of millionaires who came about not necessarily uh, because they were aware of the let's say product they are getting into they worked hard in their life and they earned decent amount of corpus by the time they retired so they made uh, that made them hni like i had a, a client of mine he was a senior folk he retired uh and when after retirement he had sizable corpus lying in his bank account his leadership manager told him uh that why don't you uh, i mean just investing in fds is not going to make it for them in terms of the corpus that they want to bequeath to their children why don't they invest some amount of his into something called category 2 fund in an education sector uh, kind of aif uh so that they did believing the relationship that they had with this manager of theirs uh but they were not aware of the risk so it so happened that the fund term was supposed to end in 3 years and it did not mature in that period of time it pushed it by 4 year uh another year so when they came to me i identified it was very well written in the contract itself that the fund had that kind of flexibility that if after completing the mandatory 3 year of tenure they can push it back by another year in case uh they are not finding opportunity to sell sell their investment so lot many client get into this they don't understand it they just sign on dotted line and then they later realize that it was already part of their contracts um so there is lot of misinformation in that regard that they they get sold on a story but the facts are very different than what they were sold into so uh abhishek uh who are this uh, uh aifs made for i mean there must be people uh, who want to invest in a- aifs but uh, how do you gauge if uh, a particular aif is suitable for that person uh, and how does he go about doing the right kind of due diligence before investing in this high risk uh, aif brother uh first you need to understand what are they investing for so first they, they should be aware made aware of the risk appetite so we do a risk profiling exercise to understand their risk appetite we also do product assessment to see that what kind of uh, what kind of products meets that kind of risk uh, appetite of theirs and then map it with their longer term and shorter term goals uh so we generally suggest uh, although i don't propose uh, any aif i generally advise them through invest through direct plans of mutual fund but if they say that we they still want to go ahead with something but i don't particularly advise that uh, i st- i tell them to go through the uh, memorandum of understanding that they are signing with uh, the aif company before making a decision so i ask them to go go through the conflict of interest section in that document i ask them to go through uh, what kind of term um, this particular 
uh, fund has what is the tenure of that fund what if the if after the tenure they are not able to liquidate what would happen with the fund uh, so i tell them to go through each and every uh, principal terms in detail before signing on the dotted line so that is the way i suggest they go about it and abhishek is it a very complicated thing to look at the contract and uh, will uh, a normal uh, investor who is not from the uh, investment or financial sector would he or she be able to comprehend what's written on that uh, document contract document between not really i i mean i personally come across confidential document which ran into hundreds of pages uh, so if someone has appetite to go through those 100 pages then only they can make something out of it so i generally tell them that there could be a lot of uh, uh, let's say words which which does not mean a lot the i tell them to go through the important sections uh, because that means actually what is going to happen with their money how much of expenses they are going to pay what are the risk factors so i guide them to those specific uh, part of the contract uh, but necessarily there, there could be a lot of storytelling also as part of this document which which is intended to uh, first state the obvious but nobody goes through that them in that detail so uh, i mean it's a quite a cumbersome document if you ask me sachin uh, it's uh not for a regular folk to go through them if you have a lawyer uh, who's part of your family office or something then probably they can do the due diligence but not for a regular folks uh, so anyway for this very reason sebi also mentions that you need to have it invest at least a, a 1 crore kind of corpus to buy into a aif of this nature uh and Ab- abhishek this 1 crore corpus is a big sum but uh, there might be people like uh, who has a total portfolio of let's say 5 crore and so investing 1 crore uh, of the 5 crore makes it a 20% kind of a allocation right so that that way he has he or she has a big you know concentration risk kind of a thing so uh, i mean if somebody decides to go for an aif uh, ideally what portion of the portfolio should comprise of this kind of risky AIFs. Uh, I know this is a subjective and would uh, uh, vary from person to person according to their risk appetite. But just a ballpark figure. I would suggest the money they are willing to lose because these are kind of moonshot kind of investment. If they work, if they work well. If if it doesn't work well, they might lose their shirt. So I suggest to I mean not look in in terms of position sizing. Look in terms of uh, binary uh, zero or one kind of. investment option so i mean this, this is the money that you are willing to lose for taking that risk that only you invest with an understanding that it might not work at all so this is my take on that yeah this is indeed a uh, you know fascinating take if you invest your money in aif be uh, be prepared to lose it all then only uh, only when you have that mental uh, capacity then only you should invest that's what uh, happens in let's uh, say when you take money to las vegas right you be prepared to lose it all or you will get a moonshot return and you'll uh, i mean house will anyway take its money uh, house will always charge their fees and you as an investor will get the rest of the money so this is what the case in high risky product like i have uh, so abhishek you have uh, uh, mentioned earlier that you have clients you know who have lost money uh, in this aif product and they're not happy with 
this AIF product. But uh, have you come across clients who you know who uh, made it very big in the AIF investment space? So their AIF somehow worked out really well, and they're super happy. So has there been any uh, such instances also? Not in my line of work because I work in a very different space. So my uh, because I work with clients and make them uh, simplify their portfolio. So in my case, especially people who are troubled with these kind of product, they come to me. Uh, so if there are people who are who actually made a big killing out of it, uh, they don't come to a person like me a lot because I tell them to simplify their portfolio, keep it simple, keep it real, invest in direct mutual fund and sort. It's only people who who did not make it had their money get blocked for a very long period of time with no end in sight. And in many instances, these clients uh, made less than even an FD uh, post tax basis. So I mean that's that's what the real fact is. Um, so not so good scenario in my case. Not necessarily because I told them to invest in AI. They already invested in AI and had a, uh, this uh, this risk materialize, and then they've tried to sort. Uh, an unbiased advice from my side. So, so Abhishek, uh, I think that was it. Uh, thank you so much for joining. But before we let you go, uh, have you been uh, reading any interesting books or movies or anything that you would like to share? You know, to our uh, listeners, so that we can also gain some knowledge. Sure. So I I just finished off reading a book by. Uh, Neil Borate uh, and his co-authors. That's the Big Bull of the Lal Street. It's a must-read if you like uh, know about uh, what's happening in the Indian stock market and one of the idols for many, uh, Prakash Jindwala. Uh, so it's a, it's a story on his making, how he converted five thousand odd rupees into what uh, turned out to be a multi-billion kind of empire. So do read that. It's a it's a must read. It's a bestseller, and I can't have any more words to go with it. It's a it's a good read. It's a small book, but you you flip through the pages really fast. So that's all from my side. So Abhishek, uh, uh, can you uh, tell one good thing that investor can uh, you know uh, take from Rakesh Junjunwala, and uh, also one uh, 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 how to say one habit or one point that people shouldn't take from the legendary inv- investor so one plus point and and one uh, negative point yeah so rakesh was very uh, candid about this uh, so he always used to end every uh, let's say opinion of his with the caveat that uh, this this is my reason to say this and i have my own i mean reason to be wrong as well so so he was very candid in that sense that it's a great, great learning in spite of giving your opinion you should have the humility to say that i could be wrong as well but i reserve the right to be wrong uh, so that is one of the great thing i learned from uh, let's say this book in particular and going through the life of rakesh junjunwala uh, the one bad thing is probably he did not take good care of his health he repented that uh, i mean closer to his last i mean final days uh, but that's all i mean you can count on right you he had his wealth he had his family but he lost his health and could not have time for his family so that was one of the uh, let's say uh, i mean thing not to take from his life don't uh, take your health for granted because by the time you realize it you might might be too late yeah that's that's true uh, financial planning is not enough right we should also plan our life accordingly so that we can 
lead a happy and fulfilling life yeah to add to that uh, i mean uh, people say that rakesh jinjonala is the kind of warren buffet of uh, india but he always resented that saying that i'm no warren buffet or warren buffet is not me uh, but if you read the uh, life of warren buffet he he eats everything like he drinks his co- uh, coca cola he have his ice cream but he keeps a strong watch on his health uh, to the extent that his son was overweight many years back and he made a condition to his son that i will incentivize you i will give you something in that regard if you control your weight uh, every year so he takes good of care of his health and till this 90 years of age he's enjoying the fruits of his labor right uh, whatever investment return is uh, making he's enjoying that fruit of his labor because he's having a very long life so is the case with charlie munger so these are the two investors to look to uh, apart from rakesh junjwala in case of indian context yeah this is a fascinating point uh, what uh, kind of differentiates rakesh junjwala and the two american investors is uh, uh, how they look uh, at their health So with that Abhishek uh, thank you so much co- for coming to the why not men money uh, uh, episode and hope to see you in some other episode again Yeah look forward that you call us again <laughs> Looking forward to that and do enjoy this read of uh, uh, good read by uh, Neil Borate and his co-authors That brings us to the end of today's episode If you would like to know more about this topic then you can reach out to me on Twitter I go by the username at the red session nj or linkedin using my full name that is session ningthok hongjam we would be happy to take your suggestions that's all from our side thanks for tuning in see you in the next episode to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 mg dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 mg dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB, serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections. Some fatal have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at cosentix.com or 1 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.